0: from australia this is vk1 wia and the weekly wia amateur radio news service on rf internet streaming and text at wia.org.au
1: hello there i'm graham vk for baker baker this is wia national news for Week commencing november 8th 2015, and don't forget what day it is. It's our country's National Fun Flight Day, Sunday, November 8, which reaches out to disadvantaged kids by giving them wings to fly. Pilots and flying clubs provide free flights and access to the planes for youngsters at this event. You will recall earlier this WIA year, we brought you the details from the Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club, who will be putting kids on the air using radios instead of aeroplanes. They're setting up an amateur radio station at the Bendigo Flying Club and by tuning into 40 metres, other radio clubs will be connecting with the Fun Flight station and the kids. For more information on Fun Flight, go to funflight.org. ANZAC 100 program is extended. The Wireless Institute of Australia ANZAC 100 commemoration program with its nine ANZAC suffix call signs and about 50 events has been extended eight days to reflect the naval departure from Gallipoli. Originally, the WIA had chosen December 20, the date in 1915 when Australians and New Zealanders were withdrawn from Gallipoli after eight heavy months of battle. However, Michael Charteris, VK4QS, has submitted that the Royal Australian Navy departed from Suvla Bay some eight days later, on December 28. Michael, VK4QS, ex-able seaman Royal Australian Navy, has the last Anzacs to leave Gallipoli as the Royal Australian Naval Bridging Team. Next Wednesday, the 11th, but back in 1918, the armistice was signed to end World War I. It took effect at 11 o'clock in the morning, on the 11th day of the 11th month. Since then, at that time, we pause for a minute's silence to remember those involved in that war and all and subsequent conflicts. This year, as part of the WIA ANZAC 100 program, is VI-8 ANZAC to be put on air on Remembrance Day by Stewie Birkin, VK-8 NSB, More details can be read on wia.org.au. Collecting intelligence, the United Kingdom during World War II. The series of articles appearing in Amateur Radio magazine reflecting wartime efforts in this centenary year of ANZAC are coming to an end. The latest is a very interesting piece by David Pilly, VK2AYD, who tells of both how radio amateurs in the United Kingdom gathered intelligence during World War II and it then reflects on the Cold War. His introduction to clandestine radio started in 1947 when joining the Royal Navy. He spent many years in the Y service as a specialist in electronic warfare. While not personally part of the World War II era, he was involved in the Cold War that followed. This detailed and interesting story that includes radio signal fingerprinting will appear soon in the WIA Journal Amateur Radio magazine and there is a little more in this week's text edition. It would also be great if hams who served in Korea and Vietnam and since were able to send the WIA some bit of history. Were you licensed when you went? Were you involved in communications in one form or another? Just let Jim Linton,
0: VK3PC, know. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. WIA
1: board talk and news from the WIA office. It has been a particularly busy time for the WIA the office in Melbourne's east suburban Bayswater has benefited recently from introduced efficiencies. Members are receiving improved services, particularly the bookshop with its new stock control, and there are already a few orders for the 2016 call book, which is expected in a week or two. The financial affairs are healthy, the banking, bill paying and accounting system have been streamlined. The WIA exam service is recording a good level of activity, while the time taken to process assessments has been slightly reduced. In the past month, there have been 54 certificates of proficiency issued and 81 callsign recommendations issued. Causing a little extra work has been difficulties with some aspects of the Spectra system, but the ACMA is working quickly to find solutions. As with the early stages of the now redundant RADCOM system, Spectra is expected to take some time before the bugs are completely ironed out. All apparatus licences are involved with the software issue, not only radioameters, but the land mobile licences as well. And as a reminder, it is the licensee's responsibility to renew on time, just as it is to keep driver and other licences and permits current. If the ACMA does not have your current details, it can't send out its notifications. You will be found to have been not current 60 days after the licence expiry date and will lose your call sign. This will mean reapplying to the WIA for a valid call sign and going through the new licensing process. Still at the office, the WIA is looking for an executive administrator based in Melbourne. Here is President Phil Waite, VK2ASD.
2: The WIA is looking for a new executive administrator in the office in Bayswater in Victoria. If you have strong communication skills and a commitment to excellence, analytical and problem-solving skills, An ability to think conceptually as well as creatively and can work well within a team environment, we need to hear from you. We're looking for someone with proven administrative skills, including a proficiency in a range of software applications such as Microsoft Office, Excel, PowerPoint and databases. It's also desirable but not necessary that you have some understanding of the WIA and amateur radio and have experience in either a not-for-profit organisation through community service or other membership type organisations or the armed forces. The tasks to be undertaken include supervision and coordination of activities of staff, payroll, training, budget and inventory control, and to review and answer member correspondence, and provide some executive services for the Board of Directors. This full-time contracted position answers to the WIA Board of Directors through the WIA President. If you think you have these skills and administering the day-to-day functions of the WIA appeals to you, we would very much like to hear from you. The full advertisement is on seek.com and applications close at 4pm on November 30. More information about this position appears on the WIA website. Inquiries can be made to Fred Swainston at the WIA office on 03 9729 0400. That's 03 9729 0400. Please give us a call if you think you are the right person for this position. Thanks, this is Phil Waite, VK2ASD. WIA navigates perfect storm in the spectrum. The pace of reform
1: to radio communications is staggering, with other factors on the political agenda it can be described in the language of ocean fishing as being like a perfect storm. The WIA has gained the support of others who rely on the spectrum by being a receptive, flexible and a workable player in the reform process. It likely means more sharing of the finite resource of spectrum, the use of which is growing as new applications are constantly developed. The WIA has gathered its specialists to look at what is ahead and has been doing so for more than a year. Reports its activities in the Hot Issues section of the WIA website. A lot of work is still ahead. The reform process is expected to be completed in 2016 with implementation over the subsequent years. The WIA needs to meet the challenges and opportunities that will arise from this reform. A full version of this story will be published in the WIA journal amateur radio magazine. WIA reps on the IARU team at WRC 15 get down to work. The International Telecommunications Union has registered delegates for its World Radio Communication Conference 2015 being held in Geneva, Switzerland. The four-week conference began last Monday with the first day mostly taken up with formalities and registration of 3,800 delegates representing 162 administrations and 136 organisations. The importance of the WRC 15 may be evidenced by an additional 1,000 delegates this time when compared with the same event in 2012. The International Amateur Radio Union team met last Sunday to review the latest information and discuss tactics. The IARU team consists of 18 members with many of them embedded with government delegations. The latest news is that Agenda Item 1.4, proposing an amateur secondary allocation for 5 MHz, has been considered at committee level. Further talks are scheduled on that item and other matters that may impinge on the amateur service or the amateur satellite service. Other aspects for nanosatellite, PICO satellites and possible agenda items for future conferences have also been discussed. The WRC-15 work is now underway and we will have more news next week. During the recent International Amateur Radio Union, the IARU Region 3 meeting in Bali, October 12-16, WIA representatives Phil Waite, VK2ASD, and Peter Young, VK3MV, informally discussed funding of the international work of Dale
2: Hughes, VK1DSH. Here again is Phil Waite, our President. Dale is Chair of the ITU Working Party 5 which deals with issues concerning the amateur and amateur satellite services. He has attended a series of five meetings by the Asia-Pacific Telecommunity in the lead-up to the World Radio Conference, wrc 15 which is now being held in Geneva. On the agenda for wrc 15 is a proposed new secondary allocation for the amateur service around 5.3 megs. The work of Dale as Chair of Working Party 5, has occurred mostly behind the scenes and has been half-funded by the WIA and half-funded by the IARU. The IARU and the WIA have now come to a new arrangement where the international amateur community, through the IARU, will provide a greater share of funding and will also fund Dale's attendance at WAC 15. The financial load to WIA members is now significantly reduced. The head of the Australian delegation to WARK 15 said that Dale is a valuable member. He has been doing an excellent job and both the IARU and the WIA are very appreciative of his valuable time, expertise and ongoing commitment to the maintenance and expansion of our amateur privileges. Dale Hughes, VK1 DSH, follows the international work that was done by many others from the WIA in previous WARKS including David Wardlaw, VK3ADW, and the late Michael Owen, VK3KI.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
3: What use is an F-Call? I've recently purchased four verticals, one for each of the HF bands I'm allowed to use. I installed them and started playing, only to be confronted with some interesting results. The 80 meter and 40 meter verticals have a very high Q. That is to say, they resonate on a particular frequency and you can make contacts at those frequencies with about 22kHz variation. This is as expected. My antenna analyzer picture looks just like the one on the box. This is great. In theory, all I should need to do is trim them a little bit and have them resonant at the frequency I want to operate on. I did hold off on the trimming since cutting antennas longer is pretty hard to do and because I got some weird results for the other two verticals. On 10 metres and 15 metres the antennas are resonant outside the band. On 15 metres it's below the band and on 10 metres it's above the band. I could just cut the 15 metre antenna shorter but there is something strange going on here. I tried using different mounts, even a magnetic not recommended mount and I still got strange things happening. I consulted some amateurs with more experience. One suggested I remove the stinger and see if the result was in keeping with what was expected, that is, would it move the resonant frequency by the amount of shortening that removing the stinger would mean. Another explained that the roof of my car was getting in the way, and that it was changing the characteristics of my antenna. I tried all manner of things, but trimming the stinger was not one of them. I'm glad I didn't. Yesterday I removed the 2 metre vertical from my house as an experiment and put the 15 metre antenna in its place. They're within 5 centimetres length of each other so the neighbours won't actually notice. I hooked up the analyzer and found that it was perfectly resonant on 15 metres, worked the same high level of accuracy that the 80 and 40 metre antennas represent. I also took the analyzer for a spin up and down the band, and found my 15 metre antenna is also good for 2 metres and 70 centimetres so I don't have to pull it down every week while I experiment. I've yet to hear a strong signal on 15 metres to work anyone, but I'm not yet sure if that's because my antenna isn't working or because propagation is up the creek. I'm crossing my fingers it's the latter. I've not worked out what my car is doing to this antenna, but now at least I know it's unlikely to be the antenna itself, which is great news. Off to do some more reading and consulting of fellow amateurs. Who knows, one of them might have some ideas. I'm Ono, a Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo.
4: International news, and this week we hear about 12 student satellites to launch in India, French AM station to shut down, and recognition in Wales for one of the world's great electronic developers. I'm John, VK2JPM. Five satellites built by Indian students have already been launched by the Indian Space Research Organisation, ISRO, And 12 more are expected to be in orbit by the middle of 2016. Better India reports ISRO has given many educational institutions a chance to venture into space technology by guiding students towards making experimental satellites. By next year, the space agency is set to launch 12 more satellites designed by students of different academic institutions. According to ISRO chairman A.S. Kiran Kumar, The focus is on lighter satellites as lifting them into space is easier. Thus, students are being given the opportunity to design lightweight experimental satellites and 12 of them are expected to be launched by the middle of next year. From January the 1st, 2016, France Bleu Alsace will cease broadcasting on the medium wave AM band. In a DNA article, the director of France Bleu Alsace, Emmanuel Delattre, said the station will be available over the internet and via apps for mobile devices. It's understood that transmissions on 10 French medium wave and long wave frequencies will cease by the end of 2016. A blue plaque is a permanent sign installed in a public place in the United Kingdom and elsewhere to commemorate a link between that location and a famous person or event. And the BBC has reported about a blue plaque just unveiled in the Welsh city of Swansea to recognise the work of Edward Bowen, who built a transmitter in 1920 when aged just nine. Professor Bowen managed to miniaturise radar from a nationwide network of 15-metre-tall masts in 1935 right down to something which by 1943 could be fitted into the noses of planes during the Battle of the Atlantic. This meant that while Allied fighters could detect Nazi U-boats from a range of up to 160 kilometres, the U-boats were unaware of their presence until the planes were virtually on top of them. The breakthroughs which Professor Bowen made during his career led directly and indirectly to a string of other developments. Modern air traffic control systems, cathode ray tube television sets, microwave ovens, insulated electrical cable – rainmaking and the radio telescope which received the first images of the moon landing in 1969 from Australia.
0: News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix,
5: VK4FUQ, Dateline 2015-2016. WIA Spring Fair, Geoffrey, Field Day, next weekend to 14th and 15th November. Special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and NetAdvice. North Korea P5 is planned. As regular listeners would be aware, we are very wary when it comes to pre promoting some major and even minor de- expeditions, as over the years we have been caught out big time. But from Jim VK3 PC comes word that the Democratic People's Republic of Korea may have amateur radioactivity in January or February 2016. Dom Gribby three z nine dx of Poland a dx since the mid nineteen eighties plans a five day trip to the North Korean capital of Yonyang and will set up on a government-secured location. He claims all permits are in his hands, granting permission for P5-3Z9DX stroke on the 20, 15, and 10-metre bands, but he'll concentrate on 20-metres SSB using 100 watts into a GP7 vertical antenna dipole. The type of transceiver is unknown. On past experience, it may never leave North Korea. Others trying to operate from P5 report that they have been unsuccessful getting written approval from both the government and military. North Korea is a most wanted DX entity. If the latest plan works, then approval is needed of the DXCC desk so it can verify and accept as valid the P5-3Z9DX stroke operation. All the best is wished to Dom 3Z9DX and his plans to operate from North Korea. Vietnam 3W An international team of Mediterranean DX Club members will be QRVS3W3MD from Da Nang while some operators will also be QRVS-3W3MD-P. From Cham Island, IOTA AS162 to November 9. QSL both calls via IK2VUC. To celebrate the 20th anniversary of becoming a member of the Council of Europe on November 9, 1995, the Council of Europe Radio Amateur Club, TP2CE, in cooperation with the amateur radio operators of Macedonia, Will put Z38CE on the air between 7 and 13 November. QSL via F5 LGF Madagascar 5R. Eric is QRV as 5R8IC from St. Marie Island, Iota AF 090 till December 12. Activities on 40 the 10 meters using CW with some SSB, RITI and PSK. QSL to F6ICX his home call. How are your decoding skills? Earlier today our editor Graham Kemp VK four BB brought us news of the collection of intelligence during World War II and the Cold War era. On Hackaday website, Radio Amateur L Williams WD5GNR writes about secret number stations and how to receive them. There are actually several types of number stations, but the prototypical one is simply someone on the air reading lists of numbers or sending them via Morse code. Some read off other coded messages like phonetic alphabet letters or of sounds in the background that may be or may not be digitally encoded messages. One even used a sound clip from a Zimity, Sam Cartoon to separate bursts of data. There are dedicated groups that try to locate them and even decode what they are saying. However, it is thought that most of them use some form of one-time pad cryptography, which makes trying to decode them a very long shot. It is pretty widely accepted though that the purpose of most, if not all, of these stations is to deliver clandestine messages. IAIU 90th birthday. More VK stations needed. The Wireless Institute of Australia is receiving expressions of interest from its members who can activate the special vi 90 IAAU call sign. So far, one avid VK5DX has expressed interest in the call sign to celebrate the International Amateur Radio Union Jubilee. More stations are needed. Can you put vi 90 IAAU on air until the end of December? Please contact the WA office via email nationaloffice at wia.org.au. Awards The Keith Rochelle Memorial National Parks Award Activation Period All are set for the 5th Annual Portable Activation of Victoria's National Parks. It starts this Friday the 13th and runs until the following Monday. The rules are simple for activators and chasers. So far, nearly 30 national parks are registered. As an added incentive, those who venture into the national parks and make at least five contacts can register to obtain a free participation certificate. As a chaser, why not get on air and see how many you can contact? Keep a watch on the Amateur Radio Victoria website for the latest list of dates, times and frequencies for the national parks. On air Friday the 13th until Monday the 16th of November. For VK1WA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU,
0: Kiewenningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. You've
1: still got me, I'm Graham VK4BB with special interest group news. And in today's broadcast we'll be looking at Final Frontier, we'll be looking at QRP or Low Power, Radio Scouting and Rescue Radio. Worldwide special interest groups, the final frontier, ARIS, nearing its 1,000th event. The International Space Station, the ISS orbiting the Earth, has carried humans since November second, 2000, or for 15 years. Now it's headed also for the 1,000th contact through the amateur radio on the International Space Station Program, or ARIS. Not quite the 1,000th, but a contact in the high 900s was helped by a radio ham, down Under here in Australia to students at Eleanor Palmer Primary School in Camden, London who had the opportunity to speak to an astronaut in space thanks to Amateur Radio Telebridge Link via Australia and Martin VK6MJ. The contact was audible too over portions of Australia and adjacent areas on the 145.8 MHz FM downlink. Worldwide Special Interest Groups? QRP. Minimum QRP. A new ebook how to do more with under 5 watts is a challenge embraced by a growing number of radio amateurs around the world with success on the HF bands. A new guide is released aimed at helping get the most from a QRP station. Called Minimum QRP, the 200-page ebook contains tested strategies, equipment and antennas. It's been written by none other than Peter Parker VK3YE and the related URL is in the text edition of this broadcast. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting, Kennedy Region Scouts, Nighthawk Activity. Your chance to make a real difference and show the youth of today how useful amateur radio can be. Team tracking and a chance to set up portable at a spot you would not normally go to. Now, don't panic if you are in the region. This event does not take place until June. But isn't it great to see a club so well prepared they already have much of their 2016 agenda laid out? Well done, Townsville Amateur Radio Club. For details, ask them on the callbacks or on the rat repeater. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Weiss and Victoria is an organisation of mostly radio amateurs providing communication to emergency response agencies in time of need and will hold its annual general meeting Saturday. The State Secretary, Mark Dodds, VK3ZR, who has been in the job for 14 years, and State Coordinator John Kerr, VK three BAF, both announced their resignations earlier this year. Minute Secretary John Brown, VK three FR, is also stepping down after many years. We wish the trio well for their future. The positions are to be filled at the Weiss and Victoria AGM to be held Saturday, november 14 at 2 PM, Weisson Headquarters, 34 Alexander Street, Box Hill. Rewind.
4: A look back at history. The first female radio amateur in Australia was Florence Violet Mackenzie, OBE, born 125 years ago in 1922. She initially came on air as 2GA, then changed to VK2FV. The Australian Ladies' Amateur Radio Association, formed 40 years ago, awards its contest winner the Florence Mackenzie Trophy. Florence Mackenzie set up an electrical business called The Wireless Shop in Sydney in 1918, and apprenticed herself to meet the requirements at Sydney Technical College for the Diploma in Electrical Engineering, which she gained in December 1923. Her long career included being founder of the Wireless Weekly magazine, starting the Electrical Association for Women, and writing the first all-electric cookbook. A biography records that she established the Women's Emergency Signalling Corps in 1939 and, when World War II broke out, was responsible for training in excess of 10,000 Morse Code operators. A motivated person, she campaigned successfully to have some of her female trainees accepted into the then all-male Navy, thereby originating the Women's Royal Australian Naval Service. In June 1950, she was appointed an Officer of the Order of the British Empire for her work with the Women's Emergency Signals Corps. Other awards included being a Fellow of the Australian Institute of Navigation in 1957, Patron of the x Rans Association in 1964... A member of the Royal Naval Amateur Radio Society in 1979 and a plaque celebrating her skills, character and generosity was unveiled at the Missions to Seamen Mariner's Church in 1980. In 1982, two days before she became a silent key, aged 91, she said, I've proved to them all that women can be as good as or better than men. Mrs Mack, as she was so warmly known, was an amazing woman who today inspires many radio amateurs around the world. With another moment in history, I'm John, VK2JPM. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from
0: today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au.
6: So what use is an f call? There has been much to and froing on the social media this week that could have been taken as foundation licence bashing. Well, almost worse than that, almost to the level of bullying. It would appear that a vociferous minority would really rather not have had the foundation licence introduced ten years ago. They have the opinion that only the advance call should allow individuals to get on the air, forgetting that many of them became advance licensees by the stroke of a bureaucratic pen. How is it that these people can make up restrictions for Foundation licensees that are not actually in the regulations? For example, for some years a myth about supervision of a station prevented F-calls from helping out alone at the jamboree of the air. At least that has been resolved, although the urban myth persists. After ten years, isn't it time to recognise that the Foundation entry level has been a huge success? It has kept the hobby alive. Yes, there are restrictions on the license, some sensible, others not. And yes, it may be a path for some to obtain licences with greater privileges, but let's stop treating F-calls as third-class citizens. They are fully authorised to use their stations within the regulations, and they should be welcomed and encouraged to full participation in our hobby, and not be subject to abuse and discrimination. This is Andrew, who was VK6 Foxtrot Alpha Charlie Sierra and is now, after making his own personal decision to study radio theory, Victor Kilo 6 Alpha Sierra. And
1: with that, we'll close this edition of WIA National News and also that thread with a timely reminder. Opinions expressed in WIA News are those of the writers who submit material and do not necessarily reflect those of the rebroadcasters nor the National WIA, but we do broadcast in the spirit in which they were submitted. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly.
0: From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24
3: 7 at wia.org.au.